welcome to episode 14 of $5 Tuesdays weekly movie review podcast with your co-host Skylar and Davis. This week we have Tenet, finally. Uh, we've got the Fast Five and we are going to be doing a Nolan, Christopher Nolan Universe characters draft. Uh, a, a lot of fun stuff up ahead, uh, but before we get into all that, Skylar, what's going on, man? Um, not much. Um... Like you said, finally, we have Tenet, and usually, I, I think this is the first movie we've reviewed straight out of the theaters, so this yep. season at least. I, I know back in the day, we re, we reviewed uh, The Mummy right after yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise's The Mummy right after it came out, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this week. Yeah, I, I mean, there there were pretty high expectations for Tenet, I think, not not only was there a lot of money put into this, this kind of being the first movie coming out, out of the gates to, it, it, it was kind of like a weather balloon to see people's willingness to re-enter theaters, but they had to consider, it, it, it had been years since, since the $5 crew had done, a, had done a recent movie review, and That's right. expectations were sky high after our review of, of The Mummy, so. What, what was your experience like at the theater? Uh, so I, I mean, that, that is something that I, I want to kind of oh, okay. tackle. Are we going to get, get into it? Uh, you, you know what? Later? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll save it for, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. save it for later because I, 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 I want to share mine too. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that th- this being the first movie that got us back to the theater, like that, that was part of the experience. Right. Um, and my, my, my wife and I have actually seen it twice you know, but before this review, so we, we can even compare and contrast uh, our, our experiences. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big Exciting. expectations. Hollywood insiders really have their eyes trained on, on what we're going to say for this review. Wasn't it just so nice being back in the theater, by the way? It, it was, uh, one, we don't have to go into it very much, but no, no, no. no. So I one, loved just being in the theater. Yeah. One, one thing that I will say when I when I got back into that theater, uh, I I was very willing to open my wallet. Uh, we we got the large popcorn, we got the the, the big drink, uh, you know, and and we were we were happy to hand over like sixteen dollars for, for for a carbonated soda and some pop popcorn that it could not have possibly cost more than like a dollar seventy five in, in in actual costs. So we, we did the same um, and actually ended up using our mortgage payment uh, at the theater. And so <laughs> like financial trouble, like we're, we're, we're seeing that, but it was well worth the cost ultimately. I, I, I don't know if you were, were on Twitter in like the early 2010s, uh, but- there, I probably there, didn't there... know Twitter was a thing back then. <laughs> What's the tweeter? Uh, there, 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 there was this account, uh, drill who his, his, his picture looks like a really grainy Jack Nicholson or something. And he is, he, he, he just, he tweets absurd stuff, but one, one, one of his most like famous tweets is, uh, like groceries, a hundred dollars, rent, $300 candles, $10,000. Someone please help me with my finances. My children are starving. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just imagining you like go, going through the budget. You've got like $7,000 set aside for, 
for movie snacks and you're like, I can't do it. I can't break this. Where, <laughs> yeah. where do we find the money? Need someone to balance the checkbook a little bit. <laughs> Crunch um, the numbers. The, oh, there was something I was going to ask. I, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I, we, 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 we did splurge the concession. Our concessions are actually half off. Um, and so we got a large soda, the, the large soda. I, when she gave it to me, I thought it was a popcorn bucket. Like it was so large. <laughs> and I was like, you have a lid and a straw for this popcorn bucket. But we, we filled it with a root beer. We got a large, uh, popcorn to go along with it, which was somehow larger than the soda. And we got candy. Like I, we never get wow. candy. It's usually just soda and a popcorn. And it was only 11 bucks. Oh my gosh. I, I, I don't care what my socioeconomic status is going to be like I'll I'll happily pay for the popcorn and soda, but candy's always getting snuck in. That, <laughs> that's right. That, that, that's just a principle thing. <laughs> have you ever tried sneaking in popcorn? Yes, I have. Uh, like do my, you pop it or do you store, do you buy it like pre popped in the store? No. <laughs> uh, so, so like, uh, I, I think like Orville Redenbacher has those uh, the, the, those like individual size popcorn bags because mm-hmm. they, they, they don't realize that some of their consumers have grown accustomed to eating at least two thirds of the bag uh, on, on their own. It's kind of like the, 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 the hundred calorie pack of, of uh, microwave popcorn, but right. we, we, we would pop some of those and my, my, my wife has a, uh, like like a like a sling purse that is I'm pretty sure I got it from the Philippines, but it's like woven and you 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 can't really tell like how big it actually is until you start stuffing stuff into it. So we it's we, like Hermione's to, bag from Harry Potter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I I I got like my whole thigh in it one time before even realizing <laughs> how how deep it was. Uh, but yeah, we we we'd sneak that in one time. Uh, you know, life has gotten a little busier uh, as as we grow older. And one time my wife and I here were, were trying to make the coincidentally $5 Tuesday uh, showtime that we wanted to, but like I, I had a lot of school stuff. She, she was wrapping up with work and the showtime was at like 5.30. And so we, we on the way over drove to Taco Bell, got got some burritos and and i i I had like a a a hoodie with a little kangaroo pocket and so i just had a lot of like extremely warm very soft gushy burritos sloshing around in my kangaroo pocket and i mean yeah we 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 tore through those before they even like got through all the uh all the trailers and then you had to make a bathroom trip immediately after (laughs) <laughs> I guess we're not watching the movie tonight. <laughs> Text me what's happening. Um, when I was younger, uh, one of my very favorite memories was going to see Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Um, my mom would always check us out of school to go see Harry Potter. And so it was like a special treat we got to go. But we, when we got to, when we went to see Chamber of Secrets, she bought us a, like these sourdough burgers from Burger King, and oh, snuck okay. them into the theater, <laughs> and they were so good. But I just remember like 
She, so it's me and my four other siblings. Wait, three other siblings. I, it's me and three other siblings. And uh, my mom and my, my stepdad was there. And, and we're just all going to town on, on Burger King. And I don't know where my mom snuck it in. But um, I just remember uh, like garnering a bunch of strange looks from the people around us as we're crinkling the paper, trying to unwrap them. But it was a good time regardless. And I have not had a sourdough burger since. I don't know if Burger King still does those, but they are great. That, that, that sounds like a limited menu item, but you know, who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining like five or six of you instantaneously unwrapping a sourdough burger and people are like, <laughs> like it, it, someone like proofing beer back there what you, you guys baking bread what what does that smell <laughs> well I, the funniest thing was is like i i don't know what they did to make it like sourdough but <laughs> i i honestly think that they just i think they just flipped the bun inside out and then sent you with the burger mm. So, so it, it, it resembled and, and, and almost like a patty you, melt. Yeah, yeah. And then they just charge you like $3 more because they flipped the bun inside out and put like Swiss cheese or something on. I don't know what it was. I, I like when, when you said sour, I, I, my, my mind immediately went to like introducing the Burger King Sour Patch Kids collab, the Sour <laughs> Dough Burgers. Oh, no. Sour Sour Patch Kid ice cream? How did how did that ever become a thing? Dude, they 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 just made Sour Patch uh, Sour Patch Kids uh, cereal. It, it like turns oh. your milk sour. <laughs> milk with Sour Patch Kids sounds disgusting. Is it actually Sour Patch Kids? That yeah, I, I I mean like it, it's not the actual candy, but it's like Sour Patch Kids brand cereal. Oh my gosh! I, I'm just imagining you just dumping Sour Patch Kids into a bowl of milk. <laughs> It, it, it like turns to curds before you can even put a spoon in. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's nasty. Um, I love cereal and so, yeah, some of these things are getting a little out of hand. They're, they're getting really uh, like scarily good with flavors. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if you follow like, like potato chips. Yeah. So, so, so like the Lay's do us a flavor challenge has, has kind of, evolved over the years um there 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 have been a few uh chicken and waffles was excellent they had a biscuits and gravy one that was like a a A plus plus um i i I was at the supermarket the other day and i saw one that was a uh carnitas street taco i was like oh okay i i like carnitas um but (laughs) i i don't know I, i i guess they they did too good a job of replicating the flavor of carnitas meat with like with with, with like cilantro radish and and a corn tortilla i i, I guess it, it it did what it said but it basically just tasted like beef jerky uh <laughs> I, I i i guess i was hoping for like a little more pico de gallo or like a little like avocado, something to kind of balance everything out. It, it, it was very heavy on the meat flavor, as a street taco would be, but, uh, it, you know, not not the most pleasurable dining experience. 
Well, and, and like, it probably tastes great, or, or, I mean, some of them, like the chicken and waffles are great, but like, because it's in a potato chip, you have to eat so many of them because they're delicious and you're not getting the same, you know, filling satisfaction that you would from eating actual chicken and waffles. Part, part of the issue of, of those chips, it, it, it was like uh, ruffles or, or, or lays with ridges, which I, I'm not sure what the oh, difference yeah. is, quite, quite frankly. Ruff, ru- ruffles? Yeah. I think, it, yeah, ruffles with ri- ridges. I don't know. Ruffles, ruffles with ridges, have yeah. ridges. Uh, That's but, right. But, but they also have wavy lays, which Oh, feel, wavy lays, yes. Feel, They're the same, I think. Yeah. I don't know. And anyway, I, I'm pretty sure this was branded as a wavy lays. Uh, I, I ate nearly a third of the family size bag just trying to decide if I liked the chips. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd eat it, and it's like, mm, do I like these? I don't know. And I, I just like keep tasting them. But another good one that's out right now, uh, they, they've got a, they've got like a kettle cooked beer cheese one. That good job. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. I, I love mean, kettle it, chips. Yeah. It, it, it mostly just tastes like cheese. So. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Ke- kettle, yeah. Ke- kettle cooked cheese chips. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I do that for sure. All right. Uh, let's, let's get into corrections. I, I, I believe okay. that you have a correction for us. I do have a correction. Oh, um, great. what did I, I do res- wrong? I, I, I think, let's see. I, I think this was me, not you. So, uh, Scott, my brother was just listening to our Jurassic Park episode. Mm-hmm. And was that, was that the last episode? That was. Uh, we, we, we did Princess and the Frog in between them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, I'm, I'm losing it there, I guess. Okay, so Jurassic Park. He says, when the lawyer gets eaten, he does not drop trowel. Okay. He, so... He's not actually going to the bathroom when he gets eaten. He's just... Cause okay. I, I, I think we said, like, he's so scared that he sprints into the bathroom and then just starts going, <laughs> like pulls his pants down and starts going. But he said he doesn't drop trow. His suit bottoms are actually short. So he's got a suit, but oh. his bottoms are shorts. Which I, yeah, I remember that now, which is also very strange. Um, does the, he have the, like a suit coat on? Yeah, so the the only time that I've seen that ensemble is on the the front of a catalog. And though that that's the kind of thing that you wear if you're on like a corporate retreat to Barbados or, 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 or like Guyam or something. Uh, right. But yeah, people will wear like blazers and, and, and with, uh, with, with, with uh, like dress shorts. LeBron kind of did a version of that one year in the finals uh, and, oh, and he, got, okay. he got roasted for it, but I'm pretty sure that he also had a short sleeve blazer. So, so he, he just had like shorts on shorts, but okay. the, the, oh, the more funny. corporate look that, that again can only be worn during a corporate retreat in some developing country. Uh, like that, Isla Nublar. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Isla Nublar. We're so <laughs> grateful that, that the Lehman brothers decided to have their corporate retreat here after posting huge <laughs> gains. <laughs> 2006 was a great year for the company. Um, yeah, so that, that, is the, that is my one and only correction, is okay. that he does not 
go to the bathroom. He's just wearing a funky outfit. Uh, this, this is not so much a correction, but I, I, more of a clarification. Uh, okay. Some, someone, someone was listening and, and asked me if you were serious about your contention that Shia LaBeouf is a better Indiana Jones than than Harrison Ford. (laughs) Okay. Uh, do you want me to answer that? I, I'm guessing you answered it, but I mean, I, I, I took it as sarcasm. But yes, he is. Like, okay, do, do you want to answer this or me? Because the answer is yes, he is better. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. What, what did he have? Like, he, did he even I, – I, I, he probably had three quarters of that film that he was like an Indiana Jones-type character. Yeah. Um, no. That, that, that's the worst Indiana Jones movie. Um, I think it had some promise – but the giant ants and Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees with the monkeys combined, <laughs> combined with uh, the aliens was a little bit too much. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something like, I, I, I feel like I trust Spielberg to do something with Indiana Jones, but it was just corny. Like, I feel like the, the way things ended up, um, ultimately it was just, it was too corny for me. Uh, and, and no, Shia LaBeouf is not a better Indiana Jones than Harrison Ford, for the record. The, the things that you were describing reminded me of the 2011 film Cowboys and Aliens, directed by John Favreau. What? Uh, yeah. Better than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, though, I think. Oh, my gosh. What a flop. Uh, oh, no. Excuse me. Uh, box office was 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 175 budget was 100 million i i thought it was the other way around i was like oh my gosh i can't believe john favreau ever got another chance to direct um the the fact that daniel craig is in that movie is like one of the more surprising things well you have olivia wilde daniel craig harrison ford and sam rockwell yeah and paul dano don't forget well, him. Well, Dano's in it? Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, yeah, he is. Percy... Percy Delorehide. That's right. Good old good old Percy. Clancy Brown's Walter in Goggins. it. Walter Goggins is in it. Yeah. Man. Lot, lot, uh, a lot of really good character actors in this movie. Do we, do we want to take the rest of the Fast Five and just have me read through the entire cast? <laughs> now, now, that, now... Does that interest you? Uh, now I'm just on Daniel Craig's Wikipedia. Like I, I'm just reading through. Okay, he's 52. Uh, he's 5'10". Uh, he was married to Fiona Lauda. He's 5'10". Yeah. Man, movies movies make people seem so tall. I know. Like Kiefer Sutherland, I've heard is like five foot three or something like that. Maybe not that short. Five, maybe five five. I mean, now top, I gotta look top. it up. Tom Cruise is like infamously short and, and, and they always have to like lift him so that he can, so, 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 so that he can rise to his true height, which is larger than life. Don't, don't, don't they give him mall legs in some movies? I don't know what mall legs are, but yes. Mall, like as in this, the scoundrel mall of the, of the, um, uh, the crimson. Oh. <laughs> 
I, I, I honestly didn't know if you were talking about mall legs at like, like short, shorthand for legs that were used in shopping malls or, 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 or mall legs, like, uh, like, like, like a nickname for a woman named Molly. Uh, but n- I, I didn't know what either of those meant. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad. Um, I, I'm glad we we got to the bottom of that. Kiefer Sutherland, by the way, is five foot nine. Okay. So a a, a little taller than we thought, but still, Nothing a full crazy. a full inch shorter than Daniel Craig. Um, uh, where where were we? I, I totally lost our train of thought. So we 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 were going through the corrections. Uh, oh. Okay. Okay. I was like, I don't remember what Fast Five we were talking about, but. <laughs> <laughs> we're like uh okay let's let's get back on track what what were you saying about cowboys and aliens is there a reboot uh <laughs> oh, I, i'm hoping there's a reboot yeah yeah here, here's hoping um all right let's uh let, let's keep moving on what's what's been going on with you okay um nothing well some stuff i guess N- not nothing with i'm not just laying here all day um so we're like halfway through the first quarter of the school year, which is nuts. It seems like we just barely started. Eighth um, way mark. Yeah, we're 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 getting we're we're getting deep. Um, but other than that, like just getting the house ready for a baby. Yeah, I saw uh, I, I I saw a picture of Grace. It's uh, I mean, it's coming, man. It's coming. I, I, it is I don't coming. need yeah, to tell so you that. She's but yeah. 37 weeks. 37 weeks on Friday. It isn't, isn't 40 weeks like the big... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. 40 weeks. So three weeks from now, she'll be out of the house. So we could maybe do like a double episode. You'll, you'll probably yep. have a lot of free time on your hands. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking when, when, when she's delivering would be a good time for us to record. Maybe a double feature. Hello and welcome to uh, the first and only live Five Dollar Tuesdays episode. I'm I'm listening to see if Grace said anything. I said F you. Oh yeah, um, I won't repeat what was said. I, I I heard it. I don't know if the audience is going to be able to hear it. <laughs> Wait, did you actually hear it? I I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> might 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 have to throw the explicit tag on this episode. Yeah, we don't have any any sound effects, do we? Uh, give me a sound effect, and I'll I'll try it. Like, like you'll try making it, or you'll. Wop 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 wop. What do so like? What do you do? What do YouTubers use to record? Do you know? I mean, like some of them are doing Twitch, but that's different than YouTube. So like, like th- I-, I watch some YouTubers. And they're good at putting sound effects in, like, but I, I'm I'm just wondering what platform they likely use to record through, because like, we're here on Zoom, that th- we can send emojis back and forth to each other, but as far as like the sound effects go, I think it's pretty limited. Uh, yeah, I mean, our 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 ability to to like use sound effects live is uh <laughs> it, is very limited. We. We, we would certainly have more uh, more like bandwidth or, or latitude in post, uh, but right now this is a bit of a shoestring operation. 
if there's okay. anyone in the audience who wants like a an internship of just splicing together our podcast, you know, we we wouldn't pay you and we wouldn't pay you nothing, but uh, <laughs> be great experience. Also, we we should we should get a guest on. Like we we should each plan out a guest to have on the pod because actually didn't I think in season one didn't Taylor make a couple appearances on the pod? Did she? I I, I frankly have just I've I've turned my back on season one as a whole. Uh, <laughs> one, season season one was so unstructured. Um, see, yeah, it, see, it was see, just me, it was just me blathering and laughing at Davis's jokes, which I guess hasn't changed that much. But now 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 it's mostly me blathering. Uh, but <laughs> I I I just feel like season one we 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 were going so like bird's eye view with everything that, that I felt like we covered the history of cinema in like eight episodes. Like there, there, there was nowhere to go. We, we talked about right. entire genres in one episode. Yeah. It's like, let's talk about the horror genre in 50 minutes. <laughs> it's like, I for one hate horror. Uh, so so that's I have my... nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the, the only things that I bring with me from, uh, from season one are my love of uh, Baby Genius's two super babies and coincidentally from the same episode, the guy who 10 seconds into our first episode just wrote, Hacks! <laughs> he haunts my after, dreams. After hearing us say, hello and welcome to $5 Tuesdays, Hacks! I don't want to do this anymore. Skip! I'm going to the next people who upload their podcast to SoundCloud. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to Chance the Rapper for saving SoundCloud, by the way. Yeah. Thanks, man. You, you, you helped us get not, to season two. Yeah. We're not using it anymore, but, sh- but shout out. <laughs> um, oh, there was, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, I, I don't remember it now. So what about you? What's going on? Well, so, um, my my wife and I to to kind of celebrate the end of summer. Uh, we we traveled down to Hershey, Pennsylvania this past this past nice. weekend. Nice. Went to Hershey Park. Um, that it, it, it imagine like a like a Six Flags maybe Kings Dominion type uh, type theme park. But really, yeah. But but like it's all themed out with Hershey's chocolate stuff. So like. Interesting. I, and I had no idea that it was like a theme park. I, yeah. I, I was more, there's a, is there an actual factory? Mm-hmm. That's what I always had envisioned what was there, but I had no idea there were like rides and a park. Well, so, so in Hershey, there, there's Hershey World and Hershey Park. And Hershey World is this big building Wonka. where <laughs> it's this big Wonka uh <laughs> you, you can you, you you can have like there, there there are a couple different places where where you can do things like you can make your own chocolate bar or you can do a chocolate tasting thing or there are lots of like vendors all over who who are making hershey's hershey's desserts so so you can you can buy like a big hershey s'more or like uh like like a milkshake that has Hershey's chocolate in it or Reese's or, or Kit Kat or whatever. Um, and, and, and then there, there's one ride in there that's free that kind of talks about 
how Hershey's chocolate is made. It, 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 it's all like just a big advertisement, like commercial for Hershey's. And then you can go out in this main pavilion and people, people are grabbing like 24 packs of Reese's or like just they're, they're grabbing as much candy as they can, all of which is readily available at any grocery store in America. But something about like being at Hershey World makes people want to buy. Uh, so it's not free. Well, so like entrance to Hershey World is free. Oh, right. Uh, there, there, there are things that you can do, including <clears throat> buy candy there that that obviously cost money. <laughs> so, so people are getting all amped about candy that they have to buy. Yeah, I, I was thinking yeah. there were like like actual troughs of candy that people are just like. <laughs> wow yeah it sounds it kind of sounds like star wars land is that Uh, what it's called galaxy's edge yeah batu um and then like i i I guess it's like that you uh, yeah you you know what like build your own lightsaber build your own candy bar uh there there, there's a ride or two i i have a does the ride turn you into a blueberry (laughs) Just violent. You're turning violent. Uh, <laughs> I so uh, Hershey Park is like still very themed out, but it's not so much like every single thing is is about chocolate. Uh, like we we went on this new ride. It's like Reese's Cup Fusion, which is kind of like the Buzz Lightyear ride at Disney, but but you're you're you're, you're trying to shoot like the misfit candies and they they like weren't made correctly so so it's like a gummy snake with two heads or like a gummy bear that only has one leg uh and 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 i think it's like prince peppermint or something he he's the main bad guy and it looks like he has like a bite taken out of him and anyway you you shoot them all up and okay blah 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 but it was uh it, it was fun but like, I, I don't know if it was just the day or how we structured the day or what, but we we started our day going on one big ride. Uh, and, and, and like, for those who were listening and, and judging us silently, Hershey Park did a great job of, like, all, all the rides were running at half capacity. Masks were strictly enforced. Just got to get that out of the way. But uh, we, we went on, like, a big boy ride uh, where – first ride we went on you know you go up and and then it's like down into a loop-de-loop corkscrew another loop-de-loop corkscrew corkscrew big drop you know big raise big drop another loop and we got off that ride i was like whoo okay uh oh yeah like i i need a break uh let's let let's go on like the little the, the 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 little cars that you can drive that run at three miles per hour on, on, on a fixed track. Uh, let, let, let's just do that for a second. Motion so. sickness is real. Like yeah. I, I, I didn't, when I was younger, didn't ever think it was a thing. And then like Mm-mm. going on just a normal roller coaster. I'm like, how am I sick from this? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't think that it would come this quickly, but, but here we are. Um, okay. So if, Oh, if you were going to make a theme park or, or if you could go to a theme park 
that was based on any movie, what what would the what would the movie be? What would the movie be that inspired the the theme park? Um, I'm gonna stretch myself and go outside of Star Wars here, because that one exists, right? It, it, it could be that we're like in Nolan territory right now, but I feel like a theme park that could somehow base itself on the movie Inception would be very cool. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how, how exactly that would work, but that would be cool. Um, what about you? Um, it. Ah, <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> it chapter two. Um, no, I don't know. I, I'm, I I'm just kidding with you. It, the, the, the one where they're all adults. <laughs> it's more applicable. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't put much thought to it yet, so I'll I'll, I'll revisit this later. Um, did Did you ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon? So, I. I either didn't own it or only had like the free version uh, where, where, where you could only play it to a point because I, I have memories of playing it, but they, they either occurred at a friend's house or, or it was so limited in scope that I, I wasn't able to like build the big roller coasters of death. Yeah. I, well, I was just thinking like when you were describing that big boy coaster you went on, you can totally do that on roller coaster tycoon and not finish. Like, yeah. Like I, I think after you've like opened the ride and people have gotten on it, you can get into like your editor mode mm-hmm. and like take, take parts of the track off or, or s- something that's like similar to the Superman ride at, at six flags that like launches you up. You can put the speed up so high that it'll just launch people off the end. You could just like, you could just like, uh, I don't know, it's crazy, but um, I'm sure we all at some point, you know, just messed around with it with gravity and. Yeah. Now, to be fair, if, if, if you send people hurtling to their doom off of, a, off of an unfinished roller coaster, park contentedness goes way down. So, <laughs> so there are penalties in that game. There, there are penalties, but if you lower concessions after a couple of months, you can balance <laughs> things back out. It's like, all right, we, we've heard your complaints. From now on, we are going to be keeping our bathrooms spick and span. I mean, you, you could eat off the floors and people are like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> the best are the rides that make people throw up a lot. And if you don't hire, if you don't hire enough janitors, there's just vomit all over your theme park. I, I can't even imagine <laughs> being employed at a place where like, they're they're building rides specifically to induce nausea and and it's your job to clean it up yeah who's gonna take that job uh so on on our ride to hershey world uh hershey's about an hour and a half from where we are and in my wife's car like how what what is the lifespan of of a fly like a regular old fly. Is it, tw- it's not 24 hours, is it? I, I thought it was 24 hours, but my wife- I know a ha- dragonfly is. Okay, and, and, and it might be a mosquito as well that, that's, that's about that uh, long. Tw- my- oh, 28 days for a male. Oh, geez, okay. So my, 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 my wife, my, yeah, my, my wife has had a house fly trapped in her car 
for over a week now. And like every time we drive, we, we roll down the windows and this thing just, it, it doesn't want out, but it, it, it like at a few points during the drive, we'd have the windows rolled down and we hadn't seen it in a while. So it's like, all right, it finally got out. Uh, so we'd roll them up and then immediately it would like fly across my face and like, I don't know, try and crawl up my nose or something like just <laughs> very, very distracting, not good for driving, especially on a highway. But I, I, I can't understand a, I thought the flies died before this, but secondly, like what, what is its food source? What, what, what is this thing right. like subsisting on? I, 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 I think they can do photosynthesis. <laughs> just I may be pop, wrong pop pop open the back get get the solar it, it, panels going <laughs> it's emergency only though <laughs> so what do house flies eat fuel cells low what do house flies eat yeah you I, know what i'm definitely not a science person so I, i'm gonna look into this and i i, I yeah i really have no idea I, I, I don't know if I want to oh, know the answer to this. There's some gross pictures. Ugh. Like flies that are, I don't know. Adult flies feed and harvest their larvae on organic decaying material. Okay. So, but, apparently. Okay. Fruit, vegetables, feces. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, that's what, that's I, what it I, says. I, I know that there is exactly zero uh, fruit, vegetables, or feces in my wife's car. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say like, you know, there, it, I, I, I was originally going to say, it appears that there is just enough decaying organic material <laughs> to keep one house fly alive in my wife's car for an extended period of time. But there, there's no dookie just lying around in there. <laughs> Dirty Mike and the boys getting there. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Babe, do you want to know what I found out? That that fly is still alive in your car because there's poop in there somewhere. <laughs> Clean your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I right. don't want to dig too much into the flies thing. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the some, images especially. Some, some things are just better off left unknown. Um, all right. Well, with that, then let's get into the fast five. Okay. So first off, uh, th this was pretty big news. Harry Styles has been tapped to, to join Florence Pugh as a co-star in a coming-of-age film directed by Olivia Wilde, who played Interesting. in... Uh, who, she was in Cowboys, Cowboys. and Aliens. Cowboys. Yep. Uh, it, it's going to be called Don't Worry, Darling. We, we, we don't have a lot of information on like plot or anything like that, but Twitter was a buzz with, with news that some of the most eligible uh, heartthrobs today will be, will be co-starring together in this Olivia Wilde flick. Um, Florence Pugh is great. I don't feel like I have, I, I don't feel like I have enough, enough to have a great um uh like a, a great opinion about harry styles i thought he was good in dunkirk i don't know if i've really seen him in in anything else i to to the best of my knowledge dunkirk is his only like true acting credit um, okay 
Other than I, the music videos? Right, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like Googling Harry Styles. Like, I don't know if I've seen this chap in much. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Harry, Harry is at a point in his career where like he's made all the money that he needs to make for, for this and many other lifetimes. So what, what he does at this point is, is pure passion. And it seems that he wants to pursue acting, which is great. Uh, I, I think if nothing else, the addition of Harry Styles to a cast will, will, will make sure that this is a commercial hit. I agree. And, and I've, let's see, I, I, sorry, I was really interested to see what other things that she has directed. She directed Booksmart. Did you know that? I did. Wow. Yeah, I knew that. Her. That's duh. <laughs> it's like, duh, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm much more excited after hearing, like, I feel like too many, not, maybe not too many, but a lot of actors and actresses are, are pulling, like, the same stunt that, like, a lot of former athletes do where they all feel like they can make it in the broadcast booth. Mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah i can direct and then there's just a lot of hot garbage coming out of hollywood but olivia wilde has gotten off to a good start and i wish her the best with this i'm really hoping it does well and yeah. it says i'm looking at her she is she is slated to direct a marvel movie yeah we we, we talked about that in a previous uh fast what? She, she, she's doing a uh she, she's doing something within the spider-verse Oh, okay, because it says so untitled Sony slash Marvel project. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay, okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> You're like, have you yeah, heard I this? Knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Can you I'm believe? Like, I, I just never listen when we do fast fives. <laughs> go, go, going back through all of your all, all of your reactions, it's like one of five pre-programmed responses. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Sounds great. Can't wait. No, I'm excited for it. I think I think it'll be good. Yeah, I I like you uh, and and liking what Olivia Wilde has been putting out. I I, I think for me it has been uh, a a blight to to Olivia Wilde's credit that I will sometimes confuse what projects she is working on and what projects Elizabeth Banks is working on. Um, okay. Elizabeth Banks has a very clear vision for what she wants to do, and I commend her in her mission. Uh, she's she most recently did the Charlie's Angels reboot, if oh. if, if memory serves. Actually, uh, I heard it wasn't too bad, but I don't know. I, that that's the thing. I I, I feel like I, I feel like she's been she's been attached to a lot of movies that aren't too bad, but uh, but don't always like break through. Uh, okay. I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I thought that she was, she, she may have been like a producer on the female-led Ghostbusters. I, I know okay. that she recently also did the Power Rangers reboot. Anyway, she's doing okay, but she's not like killing it. Uh, oh, right, right. So I, 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 I think that she is, um, I'm just going to correct this right now because it didn't feel right when I said it. She did not direct the Power Rangers movie. 
she was connected to it in some way. Yeah, she she she's oh, the, she she's she was the Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Yeah. No duh. Anyway, I I I I need to land the plane on this thought, and 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 that is uh, Elizabeth Banks seems to be hitting at, at at a much more consistent rate than than Elizabeth Banks has, even though they have similar visions, which are uh, female-led movies free of the male gaze, which I which I totally support. So. Right. Good luck to good luck to both of them, but really excited to see some of the things that Elizabeth Banks has uh, coming down the pipes. Yep, best of luck. All right, next up, uh, th- this is kind of like a uh, like like a like a I don't know ultra update uh, because a, a lot of things are being tied to Ant Man three right now. So we have Ant Man three, which is set to film in summer 2021. So this movie's still a ways off, but it is rumored to be introducing us to Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be played by Jonathan Irons. Uh, Jonathan Irons was in The Five Bloods. He was, uh, he's he's currently in Lovecraft Country or County. I can't remember which it is. I think it's Country. But I don't know. You you know the the, the HBO show that you see yeah, on yeah, your yeah. Fire Stick. You you know the one. Hulu. I think Hulu advertises for it a lot. Yeah. Lo- Love Lovecraft County slash country. Uh, country. It is country. It is country. okay. Okay. Lovecraft Lovecraft country. Man, that's hard to say. Uh, but Kang the Conqueror is, is apparently going to be kind of like the next big Thanos level villain in the Marvel universe. Okay. That, uh, that's interesting because I've heard other rumors bouncing around too, but this is, this is confirmed. Like he, he is like, I'm looking at IMDB right now and it, it's, it says it's confirmed that he is, I, I mean, obviously going to be the villain King, the conqueror, but yeah, um, I, I, that's interesting. Cause I had, I had heard uh, a lot of Dr. Doom rumors and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ones it ends up happening. Yeah, so also connected to Ant-Man 3, it, it, it seems like Ant-Man 3 is going to be kind of like the 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 linchpin for, for the next true, like, era of Marvel movies because there, there there's rumor that Ant-Man 3 is also going to introduce us to the Fantastic Four. Okay. So, uh, so, like, short short of introducing us to... X-Men, I, I, I don't know what else Ant-Man 3 could be attached to and, and be more important to, to the future of Marvel. Maybe like um, a new Shrek movie? <laughs> Donkey! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I, I enjoy the Ant-Man movies just in the fact that like it's it's not the fate of the galaxy that's hanging in the balance in everyone it, it it's usually a little more uh small scale so so they they can afford to have some fun with it but if we're getting kang he's he's pretty strong i, I frankly don't know a ton about him i i, I know that he he's like a time traveler uh so yeah may, maybe like some some quantum realm stuff uh but but then again, like when when I saw Thanos at the end of Avengers, I, I just knew him as Purple Hulk. So yeah, I, I, I'm sure that our understanding of who he is as a character will evolve over the next few years. 
Um, that, no, I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, I I don't have much much else to add, other than. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I, I was just reading something interesting. Um, other than, so okay, this is a question I've got for you. Okay. What was what was the worst worst Marvel movie of the two? Okay, between mm-hmm. the original Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba and okay. Chris Evans, or Elektra. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say Elektra. I like F- Fantastic Four. When I saw it as a kid. I didn't immediately recognize it as a bad movie. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It, it's it's hard sometimes because I, I feel like we, with a lot of like nerd culture stuff that has become popular culture stuff, people forget that at the end of the day, like this is for kids. Like that, that this is this is made to entertain, right? Um, what like. Be, be, because we've always got to go back to Star Wars. Uh, like George, George Lucas always reemphasizes how how important it is to make Star Wars movies that have hope. Because like Star Wars is for the kids, and kids need a hopeful message. Uh, they 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 need to believe that everything will work out, that good will prevail, et cetera, et cetera. And like I I appreciate what. Marvel has been able to do to kind of blur the line between like artful films and, and and more popcorn flicks. But at at the end of the day, like just, just make a movie that entertains. Uh, And, and, and if you nail all this connected universe stuff, that's, that, that, that's a huge plus that adds to the viability of like long-term of your, of your brand. But, uh, you know, Fantastic Four was fun the first time I saw it. I, I don't remember Elektra being especially fun. Yeah, I was going to go the same route. I don't have anything to add about that. I just, I just wanted to know. What you yeah, thought. sorry, I, I, I took your pretty tame question and made like a huge meta point about it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. Like, like, like about how we as humans crave <laughs> hopeful <laughs> narrative, but uh, like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. He's, he's like sorry S- S- senator binks it, kids need two things okay they need hope <laughs> and they need gungans <laughs> oh man uh well hey you know what uh it, it's it's kismet because our, our our next item on the fast five is the mandalorian season two trailer yeah yes season two trailer dropped uh season two is coming on October 30th. Uh, so so they, they didn't say this explicitly. Are you hoping that they do the week by week format again where, where yeah. a new episode drops? I do not want to binge it. I, I, I want it to drag out because then like I was I was thinking about this. So Grace and I watched This Is Us. That that's one of the shows that where we really look forward to coming back on. Um and it, it, be, because they release like the seasons have, have a decent number of episodes in them and they release them weekly. And the, you know, there's like a mid season break that they do to where it doesn't feel like that much time goes by in between seasons. 
And yeah. like, e- even with the Mandalorian being released on a weekly basis, it still still feels like a really long time since we've had it. And so, um, just so it doesn't feel even longer, I'm hoping that they do it weekly. I I, I think they will. Um, it's if if everyone else experienced it the same way that I did, uh, you you watch these episodes week to week, and you you spend a couple days like immediately after watching it, and then immediately before watching the next episode, thinking about the like like what what you saw. You're you're, you're able to process in a way that you simply can't when you're when you're binging, even if it's like two or three episodes a week. Uh, and, and, and I think that if, if Disney is going to insist on this more short form where you get maybe eight to 10 episodes each season, it's, it's definitely worthwhile to kind of draw out the hype. Uh, and I, 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 I can't imagine a world in which they have as successful a like marketing and and product blitz uh as as they did with season one simply like how 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 could you possibly top baby yoda but that 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 character like it's outselling darth vader like it's the most popular star wars character of all yeah currently like i don't know It, it it's like i have no doubt that the Sesame Street people have been trying very hard to make another Tickle Me Elmo, but mm-hmm. there, there's only one. Like you, li- lightning doesn't strike twice, right? It, Especially it, it, in this short of a time period. Yeah, it, it was only a matter of time, though. I, I feel like Star Wars has been looking for its next like cute merchandisable uh, thing. Like you know, B- BB-8 was pretty cute. Porgs were. Porgs were cute. Dio sucked, but uh, Babu for- Frick. Babu Frick. Well, Babu-, Babu Frick actually was after. I guess he was after. Baby. Oh gosh, I, <laughs> I, I, I do have a funny story about Babu Frick, even though I hated him as a character. <laughs> um, I, I, I read a tweet from someone who was watching Little Women in in mm-hmm. theaters o- over Christmas. And she said, as soon as the one, as soon as one of the characters dies, uh, from from the next theater over, you heard like, and then Babu Frick, hey, hey. oh my gosh, very yeah, very funny. That is funny. Um, we'll get into the rise of Skywalker probably, probably on uh, another time. I, I really do want to talk about it with you though. Cause I feel like we haven't, we haven't really talked a whole lot about, we haven't talked enough about star Wars in this podcast. And so I'm really hoping we can get into it sometime, that, but that I, like just coincidentally, that's the one thing that, that, that our listeners are always saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I hear, I don't. I, I, the feedback I get um, from within my household tells me that I don't talk enough about Star Wars. Right. Um, so the, the last thing I wanted to mention about the Mandalorian trailer was you and I, I think, texted about this, or maybe it was last episode, um, 
talked about the hooded the hooded character, right? It's a woman. Um, I think it's Sabine Wren. Like, and I think I was reading mm. that it's Sabine Wren. Okay, I, I, I could see that. Uh, for, for those who are not familiar, Sabine Wren is someone who entered our lives in the show Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Rebels takes place shortly before the events of New Hope. Uh, Sabine is a Mandalorian by birth who, who joined a band of rebels to try and thwart the progress of the Empire. And later on in the show, we, we kind of see her taking up the helm of Clan Wren and trying to unite the, the Mandalorians who were still on Mandalore against the Empire and, and, and kind of build, build a better and more unified future for the Mandalorians as a whole. We don't know... There, there, there's, there's some gray area, um, like in terms of what what happens with the Mandalorians. Like we, we, we kind of know their history before any of the movies started. We, we, we know some of their history, like during the prequel era, uh, especially time, like yeah. during the Clone Wars. Yeah, and 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 then we're we're not exactly sure, like what the Empire did, but they they definitely messed some stuff up there and 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 we don't know if that happened like at the at the beginning kind of the rise of the empire whether it was one of the things that they did is kind of a dying dying breath but in anyway uh i i i would like that especially if it were if 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 it were helping helping the mandalorian kind of tie himself back to whatever roots he had in Mandalore or even finding roots in Mandalore. Uh, again, this, th- this former foundling kind of finding his place among, uh, among some of the legends uh, w- w- within Mandalorian culture. Well, and, um, and there's a dark saber connection there, right? With Sabine Wren and Moff Gideon. And so maybe that will get us a little bit more information about, you know, some, some stuff that's missing uh, between the Mandalorian and Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Just like. No, that, you're good. You can cut me off. Uh, just. We, we, we do know that like before, before New Hope, uh, the, the Mandalorians had the Darksaber because Sabine Wren took that from uh from dathomir from the night sisters gosh if you don't like if, if you're not really into star wars what i'm saying sounds incredibly nerdy but <laughs> she, she takes the dark oh, saber so is that in rebels yeah okay yeah because i have not watched all of rebels and so w- what i'm confused about is oh no 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 okay so she goes to Dathomir and there's spirits, right? There are spirits mm-hmm. of the Night Sisters. Yes. Okay, because Palpatine kills the Night Sisters off. Yes. And so so the, the spirits of the Night Sisters are guarding uh like where where they used to where where they used to live, quite literally their old haunts. Uh and 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 the the Darksaber is there. So mm. they they're they're able to recover the Darksaber. Uh, Sabine recognizes it as like an item of great worth to the Mandalorians. She, she brings that back to Mandalore uh, under Bo-Katan, who was the leader of Nightwatch uh, and, and sister to Duchess Sabine or Satine. Uh, 
they they help unite Mandalore. But to your point, Moff Gideon has the dark saber. So sometime after the events of Rebels, the the, the Empire must have really come down hard uh, on on Mandalore, probably under the the direction and lead of Moff Gideon. So it it, it would be cool to kind of fill in some of those gaps. So we're going to get some, we're, we're going to learn more about Mandalore, I think, during this season. Yeah. Um, the, something that needs to be filled in then is that, like, we don't, we don't know how, it, how the Darksaber gets to Dathomir then. Because at the end of Clone Wars, Maul has the Darksaber, I believe. I could uh, be wrong. It, maybe it's in Mandalore, but I believe that would make sense if Maul had it, because Maul is, you know... A knight brother, or I, I, I think I don't think he's called a knight sister, a knight brother, and so that would make sense how it gets to Dathomir. But um, oh, Skylar, there's just a da- Dathomir is way more progressive than when you were last there. They're all just knight people now. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah that that was probably a lot for people who are not Star Wars fans. <laughs> um, feel, we're, we're, feel free to skip. Yeah. I mean, now that it's over, I guess, but we're, we're, we're going to come back up for air and, uh, and, and keep on moving. We, we are going to stay kind of in the Disney plus universe though, because uh, Tatiana Maslany has landed the role of She-Hulk in a new Marvel series. I have, I, I, now I gotta look, I gotta look up who this is. Uh, has she, has, does she have any other credits to her name? Uh, of course, she's a Canadian actress. It's loading. It's loading. Okay, she was in Orphan Black, um, which was a TV show for a while. Frankly, and she's going to be She-Hulk, huh? Yeah. It, it, looking at what she has done, it, it it seems like this might be kind of her her okay. introduction to uh, cool. Yeah, to to the world at large. Uh, th- th- this is this is definitely going to be the biggest thing that she will have had on her resume to this point. Excellent. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I can't speak a lot about her, I guess, but the fact that they're making a She-Hulk movie is pretty cool. I, I, you know, I, I, it's the Hulk is so interesting in the scheme of the Marvel universe. Uh, the sorry, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I should say, because, um. Like, Mark Ruffalo is not the best Hulk that they've put out. Like, I, I think he's the Hulk that we know the most. I, I personally am an Edward Norton Hulk fan. I loved the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, I, I would say the only movies I would put it behind is Winter Soldier and uh, Infinity War. Um, in terms of my favorite Marvel movies, I loved the Incredible Hulk. And... I just think, I think that Marvel is really moving on from the Hulk. Maybe, I, I don't know. It, I, I'm not sure even if they said if if they're going to have, you know, Mark Ruffalo back in any future movies. Um, but I really hope that they do She-Hulk justice after seeing the mistreatment of Hulk. So we'll see. I don't know if it's necessarily mistreatment. It's more just like, normal crap that happens in Hollywood where there's, you know, conflicts among actors and directors and all that stuff. Yeah. I, so I, I agree with you that, that Mark Ruffalo isn't the best Hulk, but I, I think most people would go Eric Bana. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> him him fighting like the the mutated dogs. <laughs> like do do you remember do you remember that like that movie was so slow and bo- boring like I, I i remember the very end when he's like jumping in the desert and like taking down choppers was the only cool part of the movie and it took three hours for us to get there gosh I, no I, action i i honestly want to review this movie just so that we can pick apart the the cgi that that, that was employed right. in in this movie the the only cool thing is the like the, the it was like very um comic book esque when there were certain like I believe it was um uh transitions between scenes. They had like the the director who I'm pretty sure is well known did did a um did did like very comic book esque transitions Ang Lee scenes. was the director. Ang Lee, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a man with a very singular vision. Uh, man, I'm pretty sure that that Ang Lee followed up his his direction of the Hulk with Brokeback Mountain. Talk about a bounce really? back! Yeah, holy cow! Yeah, he, that that is quite impressive. I I also want I I also want to review uh, the. 2003 Hulk so that we can talk about how Sam Elliott's character is named Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, that would be, um, that would be, I, I, I can't even, he's the, he's the general, right? He's the bad guy. He's in the incredible Hulk movie. Liv Tyler, who's the love interest of 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 the Hulk, it, that that's her dad. Hmm. Who who is later in Marvel movies? Okay, I, I'm just gonna say it. Eric Bana might not even be the best Hulk in that Hulk movie because Lou Ferrigno is in that movie as well. <laughs> yeah, Eric. Well, and the thing that sucks is like Eric Bana is such a good actor. Like I think he's a stellar actor, and it's just a terrible. I mean, yeah. he probably was like, he was probably like, oh, you're you're gonna make a Hulk movie? Of course, I want to be the Hulk. Right. <laughs> and th- and then you're just so disappointed. Yeah, it's it it's a bummer. But anyway, back back to She Hulk. I I agree. Okay. I, I I I hope that they're able to do it justice, and and I hope that they they can make something fun of it. Yes. Um, the, the last bit of news on the fast five, I, I, I don't think it's going to take us too long to pick apart. And that is that, uh, the highly anticipated Crudes two movie is moving oh, up gosh. a month from, from December. Uh, we're, we're now going to get it, it Thanksgiving time. So a, a, after you, uh, you know, enjoy, in, in, enjoy some of your Thanksgiving festivities, you can, you can run on over to the theater Watch, watch folks like Ryan Reynolds, Nick Cage, and Emma Stone all play cavemen in the Croods too. That's the cast they have. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a very weird cast. Uh, like, not 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 very cavemeny. That that is that's pretty interesting because. Um, I, Cor- I Horace Leachman is in this. Uh, I don't know who that is, but um, <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking, like, I've never seen the Croods, 
I, I don't know if there will be anything else for me to see at Thanksgiving. So this might be what I end up seeing. Uh, Cloris Leachman, she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, she was in Young Frankenstein. Is she, her name Cloris? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Cloris yeah. Leachman. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. I, yeah. I've seen her. What, what do I know her from? See, her, hers is a name that I just kind of know. I, I honestly thought that she was on Golden Girls. She's in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, a movie Spanglish. that I reference very okay, often. Okay, yes, Spanglish. <laughs> You're like, yes, of course. <laughs> the best Adam Sandler movie. I know, I know Cloris Leachman from the, from the banger Spanglish. um okay yep yep i know of her what oh she was on bob's burgers really yeah man i love bob's burgers we're 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 watching that again right now i I love bob's burgers you have a favorite character is it teddy uh i i do love teddy i really love linda though too linda's great linda is Mr. Fishoder can get me sometimes, but what what's his creepy brother's name? Felix. Felix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Voiced yeah. by uh, Zach Galifianakis. Um, I, I also really like Aziz Ansari's character in that show. Um, mm. uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember his name. Anyway. And and the school counselor. Um, Mr. Frond. Mr. Frond. Yeah. He he has the. <laughs> um what's his poster that he has in his room uh it's time to put on your respectacles respectacles yes (laughs) (laughs) i love that one Mm. i'm considering hanging something like that in my classroom but (laughs) um yeah all right enough bob's burgers talk yeah let's let's do it i mean heck we okay this has been a long time coming uh and 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 i'm just gonna say on the front end I don't know how to make this a non-spoiler review. So, like, I'll, you know what? I, I, I will splice something in right now uh, to let you know when to skip to if you have not seen Tenet. If you want to avoid Tenet spoilers or simply don't want to hear our review, go to 157.46 where you can hear our Christopher Nolan character draft which I definitely beat Skylar in. All right, see you there. Cool. With that out of the way, um, we'll, we'll, we'll still keep kind of the same general format. Just tell, tell me general impressions first. What, what, what did you think of the movie? What'd you give it out of 100? Okay, th- this was difficult for me because I opted to not read anything mm-hmm. um, before or after, like since I've seen it. Um, I, I just wanted to go strictly off of my own impressions for this podcast. Um, it was so interesting because I, I, I had some flashbacks to my feelings of seeing Inception um, to where, but, but I did feel like it was, it was an easier story to grasp than Inception was. Wow, really? I felt it was an easier story, like the plot was easier to grasp than Inception, but I thought that there were so many, um, that there were so many things within this movie that were uh, 
much deeper that, mm-hmm. that really expand the plot that um, you would need to go back and see multiple times or read a lot about uh, to get like, I think I, I think you can get Inception um, after seeing it a couple of times. It's it's mostly I, I think with Inception a lot of it comes down to speculation. Um, like like we we know what we we can know about Inception. I, I don't know if I saw Tenet five times if I would really have a good grasp on everything. Um, sorry. That being said, my score out of a hundred. I anticipate this going up, but I have given it an 87. Cool. Yeah, so I I had a lot of the same thoughts and feelings that you had uh, exiting the theater my first time. I, I, I called you right after I saw it, and, and I mm-hmm. told you that, like, see, seeing Tenet reminded me of how frustrating it was to see Inception for the first time. I, I, I was a senior in high school when when Inception came out. And so I I like to think that I have grown as a viewer since then. Uh, Unfortunately, Christopher Nolan has also grown as as a director. (laughs) And and like Christopher Nolan, this man knows what he likes. Like he, he has almost a Michael Bay level devotion to doing the things that he enjoys. It just so happens that the things that he enjoys uh, make like more artful and, and impactful movies than, than what Michael Bay does. My, Michael Bay just happens to like explosions and young women in skimpy clothes. Uh, but Christopher Nolan loves, like he, he makes movies for himself at this point, I, I think. And, and, and we, we, at least I have kind of adapted my, my tastes as to where I now enjoy those things as well. But unlike you, I, I felt like compared to, compared to Inception, or, or excuse me, compared to this movie, Inception felt fairly straightforward. Uh, and, and, and part of that, I think, is that I have the benefit of watching this movie over 10 years. I've seen it a ton of times. Like, I, I get Inception. Um, so when, when, when I first saw the movie, I gave it an 85 and, and, and I, I, like you projected that I would enjoy it more as I watched it again and again with, with, with kind of an anticipated cap around the, the 95 range, because I, I don't think that this is a perfect movie. Uh, it's, it's very good, but you know there, there 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 were a few things that i think could have been could have been done a little better for the for the viewers benefit um after watching it a second time i'm going to give this a 91 uh because watch it, watching the film a second time really helps uh r- really helps you like you're 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 not you're not always on the edge of your seat just trying to keep up. Uh, watching the movie yeah. the first time, I I, I felt it's breathless. like you're drowning. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I, I gen- yeah yeah. No, I I I I felt like like anxious through throughout the movie, and <laughs> there 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 would be times where my my wife would lean over to me, or I would lean over to my wife because we'd be like, oh wait, I, I understand what happened a few minutes ago, but we were both just like eyes glued to the screen, 
we would try and help one another and be like, shut up, shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen. Uh, and not, not for nothing. Like there, there are a lot of very valid complaints about the sound mixing in, in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I've read a few articles about how basically like, I, I think Christopher Nolan wants the loud parts of this movie to be cranked up to 11 and the, the, the people who are screening the movie have like the, the final say on kind of where the dial is going to be and, and, and they keep it at one place throughout the whole movie. So the, the, the film may come with like a recommended setting, like play this at seven where, where you'd be able to pick up on the dialogue pretty easily. But when it comes to like the plane crashing into the hangar, it, it, it blow your hair back. Uh, so, you know, not not all of that is Nolan's fault, I guess, but th- th- this did have some sound mixing issues. Uh, but that that being said, really enjoyable movie. Definitely recommend that that everyone watch it twice. Um. Okay. So, should I, I? This one's hard to attack. Um. Like where you even want to start with it? I'll I'll just give an opening thought with with yeah. Yeah, And it honestly does start with the beginning of the film. So when the film ended, I, I, I thought it was really good. And I, I remember driving home from the theater. And as I was driving home, I, I remembered the very beginning of the film and how the very beginning feels like a completely different, uh, a, a completely different like story. And and like, as I thought about it more, there's a good chance after seeing it a second time that that was a completely different story that I was seeing something that happened uh, much earlier in the future or uh, it, it really is hard for me to tell, but um, that added an element to, to it where when, when I was seeing it, uh, when I was seeing it live, I felt confused but after leaving the theater, I felt that seeing this movie again, just to watch the first 10 or 15 or 20 minutes um, would probably add so much to the movie because I, I felt the beginning was disjointed, which I, I mean, is not uncommon for Christopher Nolan movies, especially seeing it the first time. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like seeing that will help you understand some of the stuff that happens at the very end um, or, or we'll give at least give you a new perspective uh, perspective into it. You're you're talking about like the very first scene, right? The like very where, where, the very first scene, yeah. Where 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 they're they're going in and yes, the pr- protagonist and, and and his team are like storming the uh, the symphony, storming the symphony, and then right after that is the scene on the train tracks, which. I'm not sure how much longer it that scene is before him on the boat, you know, getting yeah, getting yeah, yeah. his initial assignment. Gosh, I, I this to, to your point that this movie was so um, like I I I needed to always be present in in, in whatever yes. was happening at that moment. I, I walked out of the theater and it wasn't until we got home uh, that I remembered that the protagonist had been tortured er- earlier in the film. Right. And I, I really appreciate how, uh, how 
subtle Christopher Nolan was with, with that because I would not have liked it if in the first 20 minutes of this movie that I had been waiting nearly six months to watch, I, I, I was just watching John David Washington be brutally <laughs> tortured. Yeah. Uh, but yes, t- to your point, like it, it feels weird the 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 way that this is set up and 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 it like i i I guess it is kind of an exploration into the protagonist's life that 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 really was like a whole a whole different life um but the the tone in that part of the movie definitely veers off from from everything else like kind of once he gets his new life where where he's where, where, where he has been uh, removed from commission, shall we say, and, and, and now has the ability to, to track down this, this idea and this group called Tenet. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was done intentionally, but, but it did feel almost kind of jarring uh, to get that, that very different beginning to the movie, seeing kind of the intersection of of what what was going on in the moment and what was to come like you you see the inverted bullet you see the backpack with the uh with 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 the little like red dangling keychain that 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 begins to mean more uh so yeah i i, I agree with you um i'll bring this up fairly early on but one of the gripes i did have was I actually did not like the acting mm-hmm. on the part of John David Washington um, in this regard. I, I, I thought, I thought he, I, I mean, I think he's a stellar actor. Um, I thought that the, some of the scenes, especially, especially when he's first learning about inversion, I, I, I it just seemed like, he was too cool for school. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like James Bond testing out like the newest tech. It's, it's the kind of technology that like, it's something that is imaginable, but where, <laughs> where he's finding out that like a, a bullet is, is firing in reverse. Like it's coming into the gun. I felt like there was, there was like a complete lack of like, like he, he came into understanding real, real quick with it to where, and, and I felt like that was his character through most of the film. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I thought he did a good job. That, that was one of the gripes I had was like, why, why is this guy just like, not like he, he gets it. And it was frustrating for me as an audience member because it, it wasn't even shocking to him. But for me who had, no idea really what I was going to see going in um, to be introduced to something like that very early on in the film and, and a concept that was so mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, like, like you, you're trying to wrap your mind around <laughs> yeah. like, especially where, where, where she's all, no, you have to in, in your mind to get it to come back up in your hand, you have to drop it still. Like right. you still have to make the decision and, and, and he picks it up like that but as an audience member, it's frustrating because like, I'm still like, I, I can't even 
like I, I thought about it for the next, you know, two and a half hours or however long the movie mm-hmm. was, and to to see <laughs> to see him just like so quickly get it, and there's no no really show of emotion on his face. It, it that that kind of frustrated me, but you, like you you just space out for the rest of the movie. You're like, how do you pick <laughs> up a bullet by dropping it? You're you're, you're you're like trying it out in the theater, like okay. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta keep, I gotta, I gotta buy more, I gotta buy more Reese's Pieces. I keep dropping these all over the floor. <laughs> oh, come back to me. Uh, uh, they're, they're not inverted Reese's Pieces. Uh, so yeah, like that, that whole scene, um, I, I, I agree with you. John, John David Washington played it very cool, very subtle throughout the whole movie. And I, I was okay with him being a little more detached but but it did it, it it did bump up against against some other things later in the movie but but very quickly i'll i'll just say uh like the that that whole scene like these are inverted bullets it all, all of this is uh like coming from from the future but in reverse like like, like you said it, it it wouldn't have been a great scene if if John David Washington just kept saying, "Now hold on, <laughs> what?" He's just so shocked. Yeah, it, it's, she's like, she's like, okay, for the fourth time, I just you're need right, you. You're right. For the but, sake of cinematics, he had to be somewhat cool. You're right. But but like but but at the same time, I I think again, I I really hope that this uh I I I. I I hope that as we like can pick up a Blu-ray copy of this or whatever and, and have an opportunity to watch it over and over again and let it sink in, maybe we'll eventually be able to like be as cool and collected as John David Washington. But it, it, it reminded me, I, I think this is an Austin Powers gold member when, uh, when, when, when Basil Exposition is explaining to Austin Powers about the, the, the car or, or, or like time travel or whatever. And, and Austin's like, now hold on, baby. How are we going to get everyone back in the, you know, back in the, back in the past and everything still be groovy when we get back. And Basil's just like, it's best that you not worry about these things, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't worry about the science. That, that, that's kind of what it felt like where it's like, this, this is the premise. Just take it and move on. Um, right. But yeah, so to your, to your larger point, um, I, I'm, I'm okay with like cool secret agent man be, playing things close to the chest. But when, when he meets Elizabeth Debicki, uh, the, the female character in, mm-hmm. in this movie, I... I didn't really buy into the fact that that she cared about her son so much and like lo- loved him and, and that she like meant the world to him. I, I, I had trouble buying into that. Uh, her, her name's Kat. And, but then it was also hard for me to buy into the fact that the protagonist, John David Washington, like really cared about Kat uh, by, by the same token. I, I, I just feel like, a lot of people were playing um, very 
very detached characters, but then there there was supposed to be like this emotional core kind of kind of leading everything yeah. uh, into the next thing. And it, it, Elizabeth Debicki is a wonderful actress. Most most of the roles that I've seen her in, she has this very cool, detached air. And so I don't know if that's just like what she's good at, but it, it, it was hard for me to believe that that her son, like, you know, made made her world go round, which, which I thought right. was kind of a flaw thematically. Yeah, like, just going along with that, I mean, this is me just saying exactly what you said, but in a way that makes more sense to me, uh, dumbed down, I, sh- I guess I should say. But, like, John David Washington... Um, he he seemed like a very focused individual who was mm-hmm. all about the mission. And I didn't see any, like any scene in particular that would let lead me to believe that he had any, any feeling, a, any feeling above like friendship or maybe not even friendship towards cat. But when it came down to it, he felt for some reason, this obligation to, to, to choose her over, you know, saving the world in some regards, right? By giving up some of the most valuable, I mean, that's, those kind of things still just drive the plot along, but I feel like that was, was somewhat sloppily done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, and, and, and I don't know, I, I, I guess like it's, it's hard because for for him to fall in love with Cat and like strike up a, a a romantic interest would would be incredibly contrived. And I I I, I think that th- this is as close to a Bond film as Christopher Nolan would ever get. And 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 Cat played played kind of the role of like Bond girl, but also kind of the role of like 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 damsel in distress uh you know she 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 again was supposed to be the emotional center of 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 this film uh and i i don't know i i i had trouble with that but i mean you know aside aside from that i i think that there was a lot of a lot of good to this movie I mm-hmm. I actually really liked Robert Pattinson in in the film um yeah yeah i did too I, I I thought that he did a good job kind of uh, so we 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 meet him and he's he's very knowing and 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 he seems like very cool with his fate like at at, at one point he's uh he's talking to the protagonist r- running through the plan to uh to get into the um to 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 get into like that place where they store the art yeah. And, uh, and, and he, he's like, he's asking the protagonist, like, why, why are you telling me all this? Uh, you know, I, I know too much now. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have to kill me or, or you. And, and protagonist says like, well, I'd, I'd rather it be my decision. And at, at first blush, it struck me as kind of weird that Robert Pattinson's like, okay, well, I guess you can kill me then. Uh, but we, we, we learn a little later in the movie that, that he's, he, he is known a, a little bit more than, than, than he lets on. And so I, I thought that him, uh, 
him him kind of meeting uh, meeting the protagonist already having a lot of context as as backdrop. He he did a good job of uh, <laughs> letting everything sink in, I guess. Um. I also really enjoyed Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's character. And I, this, this one's tricky because like a lot of the stuff has not really sunk in yet yeah. for me. And it hasn't even been a week since I've seen it, I guess, but I, I will definitely have more to say upon second view. Um, especially regarding, you know, some of the stuff that happens with Robert Pattinson's character, but Okay, maybe I. Th this is just a little clarification, and hopefully sure. some of, some of the other viewers were were confused about this too, and can have their questions answered. So, cat gets shot, right? Cat yes. is shot by yes. um, Kenneth. Uh, what's the actor's name? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Yes, we just talked about Seder. Last, last episode. Seder. Yes. Um, so Kat is shot by Seder and they, they, I'm just trying to grasp really what happened at this point. So she's shot and they, they go through, by the way, time travel in this film was so unique. Like the, I don't think I've ever seen a film that has like this aspect of time travel. Like mm -hmm. if you even want to call it time travel, but I thought it was just so like that was the most Christopher Nolan thing about this movie is the way that time travel really took place. Right. It yes. wasn't like it, it, it was just really cool how time was, was a mere image of itself. Like, right. Um, and they illustrated that through the glass in, in, in that scene. I just thought that was like the, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie was when they're, it seems like they're in some sort of cellar, but I don't know exactly where it is, but, um, I, I, anyway, I just love that. That was a side note and we'll probably talk about it more, but just for clarification, they send, they go back in through this, they basically invert with cat, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so I, I will admit that like starting at that moment where, where you have the red room and the blue room things, uh, my, 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 my grip on the movie, uh, loosens up quite a bit okay but 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 what what we have going on is that Seder uh Seder has been inverted uh at, at that point so he he is in the blue room kind of representing the inversion of time and and the protagonist and some of uh some of Seder's goons are in the red room representing like linear forward moving time and and Seder is barking orders at the protagonist, trying trying to like understand where where is the uh, where 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 is the the the, the piece um, right yeah yeah like the, the the part of the algorithm that that they were trying to get the the tesseract yeah where's the tesseract brother <laughs> you took that uh, I, so. So the, the protagonist is trying to understand like what's going on and, 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 and he, he lies to Seder. Seder finds out that he's lying. And so 
he shoots an inverted bullet through, uh, through Cat. Now, what, what we learn is, for whatever reason, inverted bullets are like devastating when, when, when you get shot with them. I, I, I don't know exactly how or why, but they're, they're bad news. And so to, to try and save Cat from a very painful, excruciating death, they bring her through the turnstile so that the flow of like her body matches the, the polarity of, of the gunshot. So, so ba- basically by going through the turnstile that time, they, they turn her into someone in this blue room where, okay. where she is now moving backwards through time like the bullet. And, and, and I believe that- And what, they are as well. Yes, yeah. They are all as so, well. So, so they're, they're all moving backwards through time. And I believe what that does is turn like an inverted bullet wound just into a bullet wound. A normal wound. Okay. Right. And, and, and so as, as they are traveling backwards in time, they're, they're helping Kat uh, recover and, 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 and like get, get better uh, from, and then, from, and from, from a there normal they travel, bullet wound. They travel to, I believe it's Oslo, right? Yes. So and they, they're getting back into the normal flow of time. Right. And, and, and what, one of the things that, that we see is like af, after they go through the turnstile, the, the protagonist tries to tries to basically redo what uh what 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 has happened and so he while inverted goes back to the heist where where they just lost the the piece of the algorithm and 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 we see that he is the uh he he was the car that was driving in reverse between Seder and and the protagonist and neil uh you know he, he tries to grab it but 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 he learns like you can't you can't change the past. What what has happened has happened, uh, and 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 any any attempt to do that will will only have like further complicated the first attempt. So so he he could send a hundred cars back, but that would just mean that when when it first happened, there would have been a hundred cars going backwards. You know whatever. Um, but 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 all that time they're they're traveling backwards in time. Uh, tending to cat and, and and working their way back towards Oslo so that they can get to a turnstile that, 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 that is uh, unguarded, I, I guess, like one, one where they can get back into the positive flow of time or forward flow of time. Christopher Nolan, um, like one thing I love about his movies is the like he he doesn't do anything to insult your intelligence like everything everything is meant for you to be like this is the example i always revert back to but and i don't i don't hate marvel movies i really enjoy marvel movies but they especially when it comes down to like the master plan of what they're going to do. Captain America, you know, explains to the, the teammates what their plan is, which, which helps set out the plot for the audience. Christopher Nolan, he, he really leads the movie and, um, and 
I, I'm very grateful for, for those, those kinds of movies because of that. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. Like Christopher Nolan does not, there, there, there's never an audience insertion character. There, there, there's never a, uh, there, 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 there's never like an Ant-Man who can say, wait, what? Or, 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 or like, like Riley from, uh, from, uh, what, what is that? National Treasure. Um, right. Like there, there, there isn't an intentionally dumb character who can ask for, for, for someone to kind of double back on the exposition to make sure that you've got it. Uh, and that, that, that is like, I guess a credit to the viewer, but, but it can also be frustrating from a viewer's perspective when, when, when you're trying to nail down uh, the, some, some of the things, things on the periphery, like, like trying to understand, um, you know, basically when, when, what, what direction they're, they're traveling in time. Right. Uh, I, I, I found it, helpful i guess uh sometimes during the film when when you were when you were traveling backwards the score was playing in reverse uh so so you you mm. would normally hear like 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 when 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 they're when they're storming the the big uh nuclear complex they they'll, they'll be playing like this guitar riff and then when you see the blue team it's it's playing in reverse uh and okay so that that helps sometimes, but still, there, there there was a lot on the fringes that was never laid out. Like like the, the protagonist never said like, "Wait a minute, are we about to go back in time or something?" You know, right? It's like it's like I think of like the knight's chess scene from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, where. Uh, where Hermione doesn't quite understand what's going to happen. And so uh, Harry, she's like, wait, no, what does this mean? Like, what's Ron going to do? And then Harry's like, he's going to sacrifice himself for those who don't understand how to play chess or whatever. Night to age five. <laughs> he just gets obliterated. <laughs> the best part about that is it just stabs through the horse. Like, I mean, the the piece ends up explode, ends up like like blowing up or whatever. But I, I don't really see how Ron is 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 harmed in that. But um. <laughs> it like rears back <laughs> as it's getting stabbed. This is wizard's chess. <laughs> uh, that was quite the tangent there. Um, <laughs> Grace just walked in like so confused. Like I thought you guys were reviewing Tenet, but we're talking about wizard's chess, Grace. Is there, is there, oh, it just started pouring rain. Sorry, it got really loud here. Um, but real quick again with Christopher Nolan. So one thing, like, I do love though that like you get a different, you get a different movie experience going to see his movies because mm -hmm. um, it is going to be a mind trip for the most part and it's going to ask a lot of the audience member. And so like, I understand why there are certain people who don't um, want to see it because they know a lot of work is going to, is going to go into understanding it. And you're going to, it's going to be 
it's going to be something you'll have to see multiple times. And I'm sure the, like the studio loves that um, where, where, where like there's so much replay factor in, in his movies that like you have to go back if you want to, if you want to understand it better. And so, yeah, um, I, I really do enjoy that where I'm not necessarily going back only because I liked the film, but also I want to understand it on a, on a, on a deeper level than just a ba- the basic plot. And like, I, I, I really appreciate that Christopher Nolan, uh, as you're mentioning, kind of, kind of leaves, leaves enough ambiguous as to where you can always explore a new theory. Um, what one, one thing that I had heard some people debating was, was whether Neil Robert Pattinson's, uh, character was Elizabeth Debicki's, uh, child in the future. So like, interesting. Yeah. Because Neil, Neil talks about how he meets the protagonist years from now and, and is recruited to join Tenet, uh, and, and, you know, kind of makes ma- makes his way back, and as we find uh, <clears throat> this th- this mission to save the world, it ends up being his last. Uh, wow! Yeah. Well, that 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 was like that. That's next level stuff for me. I hadn't yeah. even considered something like that, and obviously, it's just a fan theory. But still, right. it's plausible though. Like that. That's another cool thing is. Christopher Nolan creates a community um, because of the, the number of like, you know, f- fun theories that go into his movies where right. you create a, a community that wants to discuss his movies and that there, there, there's just a lot to them. So. Yeah. And, and like there, there's always been fun, fun little things like at, at the end of dark Knight rises when, uh, when, when, when Alfred, sees uh sees bruce wayne and um and and and, and catwoman selena kyle thank you selena yeah. kyle in the in the cafe like is that real or, or is that just imagined uh when uh, obviously inception like the top spinning is is that real Th- things like that that are just kind of left to the imagination uh i i, I appreciate some some of those things being uh, be, being left to the viewer's discretion. Um, I, I I don't know really at this point what else I have left to uh, to add to the as far as my my thoughts to the film. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to add something, I would happily comment on. It. Yeah. So. I'm I'm honestly surprised that we've been able to get this far in in our discussion and not really address the character of Sater head on. Right. Um, I, I I thought that Kenneth Branagh knocked it out of the park. He was he, he was a really good character, and uh, like both the protagonist and Sater, um, very very strong facial hair to the point where. Sater almost looked like a Muppet because his mustache and beard hair came in so thick right up to his lips that 
like when, when, when he closed his mouth in a dissatisfied way, kind of pursed his lips, like mm, it, 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 it was almost as if he had no mouth. Uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. But, I, you know, beyond, beyond very impressive facial hair, I, I just wanted to point out, I thought he knocked it out of the park. Um, I, I didn't totally understand his his rationale as as a character like this this whole idea if i can't have you no one can um but at the same time if 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 you're about to die uh like like i i i guess what i'm saying is i didn't i i didn't understand how someone could be so callous as as to possibly allow the entire world to to end at the time of their death um but but at the same time like if you are like 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 if if you're about to go and you don't really have a a strong belief system or or you know hopes for hopes for anything in the future um what what does it matter really like he, he he was he was a man with nothing to lose so i i find that interesting and and just very quickly no, something getting... something that just came to my mind i i don't know if this was implied and i wasn't picking up on it or if this is something that i wish had been made more explicit or like even written in that wasn't he he was suffering from a form of cancer i i wish that they had tied that to like uh the effects of radiation that that that, that he dealt with when he was digging out uh his his, his home city where he found the original contract. I, I think that would have been like a little bit of poetic justice. And again, may, maybe it was right there in front of me and people are slapping their heads listening to this, but uh, it, it, it would, it would certainly be interesting if that were like the root cause. Right. And I think something that's unique about his character that, that isn't. So I guess like I, I wish I had some understanding as to why he was so callous as, as a, as a human, like um, he, I mean, he had like, he, he was extremely wealthy and he had like at some point a happy family um, at, at some point in his life at least. And so I, I would like typically with a villain, I, I mean, that's not necessarily true. You do have a lot, especially in Bond films. I don't know where I'm getting going with this. I was thinking more on the superhero side. Oftentimes the villain is someone who has been mistreated by the world mm -hmm. um, or feels like they've been wronged in some way. And, but I guess, yeah, with a lot of Bond villains, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same deal where it's usually just some rich person. But I did like the spin on it where he had nothing to lose because he was, he was on his way out. And so, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought he was he did a good job. He had to have bulked up for that role, right? Didn't he look pretty big? He he did. Like he 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 just looked sturdy. Like I, I mean, he he looked strong, but but he yeah. also had 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 a nice little tummy r running through him. Like mm -hmm. just I, I don't know. He like a good catcher. Like you, yeah, you 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 wouldn't want to play at the plate with this guy because uh, he he'd put you on your butt. Like, like Pudge, like Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. His, 
Seder at times did feel almost like comically evil. Like, like, like if, if there's no direct benefit to me as a person, I don't care about it. But at the same time, I, I, I think that like the, the more I investigate his, his origin story, you know, he, he grew up literally in the ashes of, of, of a war that, that never really was like he, he grew up on, in a city that, that didn't even exist on maps. I, I, I think he just kind of felt like the world had given him nothing. And, That's and true. so he, he didn't owe the world anything. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again eventually so that I can uh, wrap my mind around a, a few more things, but uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm still even thinking about the concept, some of the concepts of just an inversion. It's just, I, 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 that was one of the things that really stuck out to me was how brilliant um, the, the aspect of time travel was in this where you see, like, like typically, I, I just think back to, you know, Back to the Future, which was like the first time travel movie that I can think of that, 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 that addresses like don't run into yourself in the past or whatever and right christopher nolan did this in a way where the two worlds are colliding um but i don't know it, it was just very well done I, I i thought the time travel was was addressed really well this yeah so when we were first doing this podcast um News broke that Christopher Nolan was was working on a six-hour movie, one one that re, one that would require an intermission, and like 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 during season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this, I I, I think that this is the movie that that eventually became, um, and and I just wonder what a six hour version of this movie would, would feel like, because to, to your point earlier, the protagonist had about 45 seconds to understand and completely internalize the idea of inversion. And, and, and then it was left to us to kind of pick up the pieces. And, and I, I, I thought it was very clever in the sense that you didn't understand what was happening the first pass through, but you usually had a time where you would double back with the characters uh, who, who were inverted to revisit a scene that didn't make much sense at the beginning. Right. Right. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I wonder what could have happened with a longer form uh, movie just because I, I feel like this movie was very good. And to your point, the idea of inversion is, is what really sold the whole thing for me. Um, I, I just, it, it was, it's a like genius level idea paired with a good to very good plot. And, 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 and I wonder what a movie with this genius level idea paired with like a genius level plot would look like. Yeah. And, 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 and if he just needed a little more room to roam. So um, that's what I thought Inception was. Like I thought Inception was this brilliant concept combined with the brilliant story. 
and it it it, it culminates like it, it it was as close to a perfect movie as i can imagine um and and i thought you hit the nail on the head like i i was trying to imagine or trying to think what was missing for me and inversion was brilliant but i think it is the story like the story was really good but it was it, it didn't match the 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 idea behind inversion i thought i felt like and to christopher nolan's credit maybe he was just trying to put a twist on a good spy movie like a good bond movie which he very well could have been doing paying homage to you know the spy movies of old but um if that were the case i i i mean i don't know because like I, you think of i was i was just thinking of the batman films even and like th those don't necessarily introduce these crazy new concepts but it's a good take on a superhero movie and um that very well could be what christopher nolan was doing where he's just in introducing a, a new spin on a spy movie kind of kind of deal but um yeah. That mind-boggling concept combined with it, an incredible story, I feel like is what sets Inception above it for me. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I think that pretty much does it for me. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll break it down again next week, Tenet Part 2. Uh, Tenet Part 2. After you've had an opportunity to see it a second time. And Grace will sit in for me during Tenet Part 2. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Yeah, we'll... Uh, They'll probably talk about the Reese's Pieces she ate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had to eat most of my Reese's Pieces off the floor because Skylar <laughs> was insistent that at least one of them was inverted. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, so for, for this, we, we decided we, we want to do a draft, but we want to do any character from the Christopher Nolan universe. So... Any character from any movie that Christopher Nolan has done is eligible for this draft. Um, with that in mind, Skylar, because I'm a gentleman, I will give you the first pick in this Ooh. Nolan Universe draft. Okay. <sighs> um, uh, all right. I'm just going to go out and take him. I'm taking the Joker. I'm taking Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Um, Got to do it. That's where number one was going, I feel. And so I, by, by you giving that to me, I, I couldn't squander it. And, and I, I wasn't going to pick Sam Bowie over, over Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, with the first picked, Darko Milicic. And then I, I'm, <laughs> I'm able to grab LeBron. <laughs> yeah, okay. good pick. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it equally... Uh, I, I hope equally obvious. I'm, I'm just going to grab Bruce Wayne. Uh, I, I, I think. I actually did not have him on my list. <laughs> You're like, what? Is, is he in the, uh, is he in those movies? <laughs> it's like, wait. Uh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we're, we're, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, um, I, George I really, really Batman. like, <laughs> I, I, I need the nipples. So I'm, I'm going George Clooney. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I really like Christopher, or excuse me, um, Christian Bale's, uh, rendition of, of the dark Knight. Uh, and, and again, I, I need to kind of go toe to toe with your list. So Bruce Wayne, it is for me. Okay. 
for the rest on my list, I'd say only one of these, maybe two, fall under like main characters in the story. Yeah. Maybe two or three of them. So my second pick, I'm going to go with Eames from Inception, which is Tom Hardy's character. Good pick. Good pick. Um... I'm 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 gonna I'm going to finish up like my my main character grabs right now. I'm just gonna take Coop from Interstellar. Good, uh, way good. Yeah, I, Interstellar might be my favorite Christopher Nolan film. I it is I, so good. I love that movie so much. Um, just uh, all of it. It it, it that that is a movie that I think really like captures my imagination in a way that like like Tenet and and Inception and it, it, even like the Prestige or whatever they're, they're they're all really great movies but they they feel a little I don't know far flung or, or, or like out of reach right like they 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 feel like they're outside the realm of possibility. Uh, and, and and they're fun, but Interstellar still, for some reason, feels like within the uh, w- within the realm of possibility. Very quickly, another fan theory: uh, people believe that Tenet and Interstellar are in the same universe, and that some of some of the like people during the time of Interstellar are the ones who are sending stuff back to the past. Interesting. Yeah, as like another way to save the Earth. That that's an interesting fan theory. Right up there with uh, Human Centipede, I might add. <laughs> Those are the big two, really. Most, most people are saying this. <laughs> um, Quite literally the big two. A, a thought I wanted to share real quick about Interstellar. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen a movie that I have felt more empathy yes. dur- while watching, right? Yes. Like, like, there were some scenes in that where, like, you, you just um, – you, you uh, he did such a good job and, and I attribute the acting as well. Like I, I thought um, and uh, Casey Affleck also has a super minor role in that movie. Like the adult son version of, of Coop. Yeah. Was, it was so bizarre, but so is um, Topher Grace randomly. Topher Grace. To- Topher Grace is the doctor friend who oh takes Casey Affleck's yes, kid. Yes. Yes. You're right. Okay. But um like some of the scenes in that movie and, and just like the, the, like the implications of going into the, um, going onto a planet where I'm trying to recall everything, I guess, where basically time is going to, or, or what, I believe it's when they come off of a planet, they finally make their way back and time had, so much time had passed something like, I don't know, 10 years or something crazy, yep. six years, maybe. Yep. Um, like, like you just feel, I, I don't know. Everything was very heavy in that movie. Um, stellar movie, interstellar movie. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Murph, Jessica Chastain from interstellar. Mm. She, she was, she was my first pick above Coop. So I, I, I decided to go with her. I, uh, I, I, I will, I will say just just kind of on the whole Interstellar thing, it, Interstellar is guaranteed to make me cry every time I watch it because if I don't cry when Matthew McConaughey gets all the 
backlogged videos of uh, of of Murph calling him, uh, which I'm very likely to cry during that. I will definitely cry when Coop gets back to Murph at, at oh. the end of the movie, and, and 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 he says, "How do you know? Like, how how did you know I'd be back?" And she says, "Because my dad told me that he would that, that he'd come back." I'm like, "Oh, boom, TKO." Wow. I'm wow, gone. I, that makes me want to watch Interstellar again. It makes me want to Holy cry cow. just saying those words. <laughs> uh, oh gosh! Yeah, love, 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 love Murph. Um, good pick. Thank you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm going to stick to my word. Uh, take, take mostly like. Cross you know, my fr- fingers. You don't take characters mine. from here. My last one, you won't take. I know. But I'm I'm thinking you may take my next one. Okay, this one, I'm taking Nikola Tesla from no! the Prestige. <laughs> yes, that was the one I thought you were not going to take. Yeah, David Bowie. As I need Nicole David Tesla. Bowie as Nikola Tesla. Oh my gosh! No way. Oh, what oh. great value in the third <laughs> round. No way. That is crazy. I thought for sure I was like he's not gonna take Tesla, but Dude, we have that I, David Bowie connection, so I don't know. That's true. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I just I I love how random it was that they that they yeah. threw Tesla in. I love that David Bowie played him. Uh, he made like five thousand hats. Uh, for, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great character needed him. Maybe I'll go with Andy Circus as his assistant then. <laughs> Um, my next pick, I'm going to go with Bane. Um, this Mm. is an, this is semi unpopular because a lot of people did not like Bane. I loved Bane as a villain. I thought he was so good. Um, that's two Tom Hardy characters for me, I guess. But, uh, I loved Bane. He was great. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want one silly pick or two silly picks. You know what? I, 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 I feel very confident in my, in my list and I don't want to blow the rest of my list on silly picks uh, for fear that I might lose to you. So I, I'm also going Tom Hardy. Uh, I, I'm going to take the pilot in, in Dunkirk. Oh, I did not. I didn't even consider Dunkirk for this list. Honestly, I, I looked at the list and, uh, no, I, I I did make the joke to you that that I was going to take the the kid who hit his head and went blind and died uh, <laughs> as my last pick, but I like Tom Hardy does an excellent job in that movie, uh, playing a very like impactful role with with with, with very little. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know he he well his his whole like his whole thing plays out over the course of like, I don't know, maybe an hour if that. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and he, he's just able to make that like so intense. So yeah, that's my pick. Okay. Um, is this the last one? Yeah, this is, uh, this is pick number five. Okay, I'm gonna go with Angier from The Prestige. Um, I, 
I don't even remember his first name. I think most of the time he just goes by Angier, but um, that would be Hugh Jackman's character. I This one's tricky for me, and I don't know what it is, but I have like I have this emotional attachment to Angier as opposed to Borden in interesting in the prestige which in the end i feel like uh angier becomes more of the villain um than borden does which i would love to do a, a prestige review sometime that is one of my favorites and actually like not as mind-boggling as a christopher nolan one but an amazing story yeah um i i just i i think it's from the beginning when his wife dies like i think from that point on, I just was like, Borden is the bad guy. Like, I um, I had this attachment to him. So I'm going to stick with, with Hugh Jackman as Angier. Cool. I like it. Um, oh, this is so hard. There are two characters that I want to pick from. Okay. Um, I'm going to take James and Philippa from, uh, from Inception. They're the kids. Okay. I don't like them. I think James is very ugly. Uh, <laughs> his hair is too long. But they they are talked about so much in that movie that I I needed them. My my other pick was going to be Joe Chill from Batman Begins, uh, just because <laughs> w- w- without him, is is he the guy who kills his parents? He, he's the guy who kills Batman's parents, yeah. Batman's parents. I also considered Alfred. Like, oh, Michael Caine as Alfred is there, – there's no better Alfred than Michael it, it's, Caine. It's a darn shame that I didn't pick any Michael Caine characters oh, for, so for this good. draft. I, I love Michael Caine so much. Um, my two honorable mentions – actually, I guess it's just one because everyone else has been drafted – is Ellen Page from Inception. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought she, I, I just, I don't know. She, her character is so, is so uh, cool to that story. And I think she gets put on the back burner a little bit because she's like, like a vital part early on, but I feel like she kind of gets, I, I think she kind of gets lost in, in the scheme of things when Dom starts to take over the, like dominate the storyline, Dom and Maul, but um, Ellen Page's character, uh, especially early on in the film is, is, is great. Yeah. She, she's kind of relegated to like the Dom interpreter uh, for, for, for the rest of the film, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate. Uh, a, A few like, a few characters that I was thinking of, Lucius Fox. Uh, mm, yeah, Al- yeah. Uh, Alfred Borden, so Christian Bale from The Prestige, Dom Cobb, uh, and Tars, uh, the, the, the robot from Interstellar. Yes, Tars is really good too. Yeah, the, 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 those were a few that were bouncing around, but hey, good lists. I, I liked them. Yep. Um, okay, I have a suggestion for our next movie. Yeah. This came to my mind. Um, I, it just popped in there. I, d- I don't know why. And this might be one that you haven't seen. I, I don't know. But I, I saw it once a few years ago, and I loved it. Okay. 
And so I would love to see it again and, and dig a little deeper into it. Um, it's all the money in the world. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I, I believe it is available. It's saying Hulu plus or Hulu premium subscription. You can get it. Trying to see where else. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but we can okay, still that check might. It out. Hmm. No, I mean we, we we can check it out. Okay. If you feel okay with that, I I may have, I may have access to this where I can I can I can share that with you, so yeah. you can watch it for it, free. It, 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 it looks like it's not too much to rent from uh, from like Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play. So okay, yeah, let's uh, let's give it's it a true go. story. For for some reason, I thought that this was uh, what's that? What's his name? Like Gordon Gecko or whatever. Uh, oh my gosh! What what is that one? Like I know Wall when Street, you're talking about money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, do you feel good about this one or do you have any other suggestions? Oh, let's try it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to watch it again. So I'm all, all for right. It. Uh, yeah, definitely. So next week we will be taking on all the money in the world. Uh, that does it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. And until then, Stay zippy. See ya.